Watchman on the wall. Ready to talk about this good old gospel, this gospel that will last forever. And that is the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For he is the beginning and he is the end. He's the first and the last. He's an alpha and omega. Glad to be with you this afternoon. This is Watchman on the Wall. That means this has been ever since 2012. I've been <clears throat> the Watchman on the Wall, amen, from 2012 until this present day. We're still going strong. I have my co-host with me, which is uh, Brother Dr. Jackson, uh, 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 evangelist, pastor, preacher, a man of a man of the word, not a man of the cloth, but a man of the word of God. Amen. Teaching and preaching anywhere he can get a chance, because when he's preaching, the world don't want to hear. The world do not want to hear the real gospel, and the real gospel comes from Jesus Christ. Amen. And I know Brother Jackson loves the Lord. He loves the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and he's going to preach the word. But I'm so glad to have him with me. Amen. He's been with me ever since he's been invited to be a part of my ministry, and he has been a great help to me. Amen. He's been a great asset to me in my ministry, and I've been a help to him. And we're going to preach the gospel whether you like it or not. One thing about it, we love you out there. We're concerned about your soul. We ain't concerned about your pocketbook. We ain't concerned about how you look. Or, um, we're not concerned what you're going through because I know somebody can bring you through anything, and that's the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you need to be saved, you need to be saved today, not tomorrow. Don't put it off. Grab grab, grab a hold onto the Word of God because that's the only thing going to last. And before we get into the Word, I'm going to speak for about 15 minutes, and I'm going to give it to the brother. Amen. I'm going to speak about 15 minutes. I'm going to time myself, and I'm not going to go over. Amen. I'm going to keep it right on time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your grace that you have shown us down through the years. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that suffered and died on Calvary's cross and gave his life. Uh, for us, that we can have eternal life. We know there's no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved in the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee's going to bow. Ooh, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. We pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. 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 We're living in the last days. That's what we're coming into and I'm going to go 15 minutes. i got my clock right in front of me. And after the 15 minutes, wherever I am, I'm going to stop and let Dr. Dr. Uh, uh, Timothy Jackson come on in, and he can say whatever he got to say the Lord has given. But we do thank the Lord for his love and his mercy. I want you to go to the books of James. Go to the books of St. James. Amen. That's in. Amen. That's over by Philippians and Timothy and John. Amen. Let's go to St. James and see Amen. what James has to say about these end times, what would happen at the close of the age. And the close Amen. of the age really don't close until after the millennium reign. But we're going to talk about the close of the church age. The church age is getting ready to close. The doors are getting ready to be shut. The church is getting ready to be removed from planet Earth at any time, any day, any hour, any second. A lot of people say, well, man, we got a thousand years before we, we got a thousand years before Jesus Christ comes. We got 
four months before Jesus Christ comes. We got one day. Well, let me tell you something. We ain't got no time left. I'm telling you through experience. I'm telling you through the word of God. And what the word of God is saying in these last days, we are standing right on it right now, right now. And we're going to let you know, amen, you're going to hear the word of God from the word of God through Brother Jackson and Brother Bazaar. This is Watchman on the Wall, End Time Radio Ministry, Block Talk Radio down there in what? Down there in Atlanta, Georgia. We got Brother Derek Oliver, which is the one that's taking care of my the radio station, he puts me on and let me know what's going on in the world. I thank God for him. Amen. I used to be his youth leader in Agapia Church Assembly up here in Warren, Ohio. And I've been knowing him ever since he was about 12 years old. And now he's preaching the word, holding up the Brother Stain banner. I want you to pray for him. I thank God for him so much, so much. Amen. Because let me tell you something. I can't get into the church preaching Revelation. I can't. No churches won't, won't take me in and let me preach the word of God all the way through from Genesis to Revelation. I don't stop at Matthew, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I go all through Apostle Paul. Go all through the epistle. Go on down there. Talk to Jude. And after Jude, Amen. We got the big book of the books. Amen. Revelation, the revealing Christ. Christ is going to be revealed from heaven. Amen. Soon and very soon. There's a song they used to sing. They don't sing it no more. Soon and very soon we're going to see the king. I don't know about you, but I'm going to see the king. I'm going to see the king. I'm going to see the king. I don't feel comfortable. Amen. Because we're too close. I can't can't be shucking and jiving you. I can't be telling you no little joke stories. I can't be talking about no uh, motivation speeches. I can't talk about uh, taking the collection up and talking about where I'm being and where I'm going. I'm telling you one thing. I do know where I'm going. I'm going to see the king. Amen. Let's go to the book of the St. James, and we'll go to the fifth chapter. I'm going to read a few verses there around the, uh, the fifth verse. Uh, it says there in St. James, uh, goes and says this. This is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. Go to now, ye rich men. Go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl. Like a hound dog, like a wolf, how? And you're going to do a lot of weeping. This is what St. James tells him about the last day. He said, for your miseries that shall come upon you, your riches are corrupt, and your garment is moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and you shall eat your flesh as it was fire. Ye shall heap up treasures together for the last days. Behold, the hire of labors who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crying. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth and been one. Ye have nourished your hearts. As in the day of slaughter. I'm going to stop right there. Brother, mm. Brother St. John's is telling us about the last days, how people will become rich, filthy rich. Yeah. So rich, Ooh. amen. They become filthy. And we, we, got, we got people now Come on, doctor. in the church, in the church, trying to get rich, 
trying to get rich, but that's not the church. <laughs> that's a program. That's, that's something Amen. set up by man because the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. St. James mm-hmm. said you're going to go weeping mm-hmm. and you're going to howl like a, oh, like a hound dog for your misery that shall come upon you. And the misery is coming upon the world today. Look at how our church membership has fallen, fallen down almost, almost, not quite, because God got a remnant. God got a remnant left. But most church folks today really is not getting the full plan of salvation. They're getting the plan of how to get rich. They're getting the plan of how to get money. They're getting the plan of how to get their their, their pleasure out. But they're not getting the real plan. And so when you don't preach salvation, you ain't going to have a whole lot of people. You're going to have a whole lot of people. When you don't preach salvation of Jesus Christ, you're going to have a whole lot of people coming to your church. You're going to have a whole lot of people that want to listen to you. But when you preach repentance, when you preach salvation, when you preach the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, when you preach holy living and righteous living, when you preach laying aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us, looking into Jesus who is the finisher of our faith, when you preach holiness and preach against sin, when you preach against sin, you ain't going to have a whole lot of people jumping up and down. Ooh, no, you're not. I know that for a fact. Right. But when you preach a whole lot of lukewarm, half-hearted gospel, you're going to have a crowd. And every time you see a crowd, that don't mean things are right. Ooh, man. Right. Because people yeah. today, is, they're, not, they're following the crowd, the C-R-O-W. C-R-O-W, not the cloud. See, when you follow the cloud, who's in the clouds? Jesus is in the clouds. When you follow right. Jesus Christ, amen, you ain't going to have a whole lot of people in the house of God. But when you preach hellfire, when you preach repentance, when you preach justification and sanctification, people don't want nothing about a holy life. And his old St. James says there's some rich men. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Let me, let me, let me show you something. Let, let me show you something. Amen. Rich men. Men who got money coming out their ears. We got over what? We got over 3,000 billionaires. Billionaires wow. alone, uh, considering the whole world, probably be more than that. But you got billionaires that got so much money that they are Amen. filthy rich. They got so much money that they think they God. They got so much money right. that they think they can rule the world. They got so much That's money right. that they tell me now they are so stingy, so cruel, and so mean. And let me tell you, what you call said, ooh, look what look what St. James said. They say, ye rich men, weep, start crying, because the bank is getting ready to close now. Start crying. Because the value of money has lost its value. Start crying because you're going to start howling the misery that's going to come upon you. Oh, my God, because money brings a whole lot of misery. and nothing but misery. If you would look at the Hollywood movie stars and see all the money they done made, all the money that they done gained up, and then you see it later on in their years, they're dead broke. They're out on the street. Mm. They ain't got no friends. Why? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. And to tell mm. me St. James said there's gonna the money's gonna eat your flesh up like fire. And people in the church, I want to talk about the church because the church is my place where I was raised. I was raised in the house of God. I was raised at home. I was raised uh, 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 about the word of God. I was taught about Jesus Christ. 
My mom and my daddy prayed for me. They gave me instruction on how to live for Christ. They gave me an opportunity to come accept Jesus Christ. That's what I was taught in the church, but that today it's not taught in the church. My God, people got a form of godless, but they ain't got no power. And the reason why, because they tell me there shall come a great falling away just before the return of Christ. And guess what? The falling away has already came. It's already here. Amen. And people are falling away from the what? They're falling away from the faith. What's the faith? The faith is Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he died and rose again, and he's coming back to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. But there's a lot of people in church that has a whole lot of money, and they are using it for their own gain. We got we got false preachers that's preaching the false doctrine, telling you to send them money. Send me this. I got And you know what's up? They, when, they, when they get to, when you get to send them money, then they'll show you off what they got. They got houses. They got real estate. They got cars. They got women. They got money. They got everything that they desire, and they'll stand up and tell you send money for the benefit of of, of growing the gospel. But they are not giving it to the gospel of Jesus Christ because anytime you keep the money yourself, you're keeping it for yourself. But well, we got great <laughs> men call themselves men of God. Amen. Let me tell you something. And what they're Come doing, on. they're using that power to use what? They're using that power to get gang of the world. We got men like Pope Francis. We got the Pope, amen, a money freak. We got we got hip-hop gospel money freaks. We got Michael Jackson. We got even got T.D. Jakes. He don't preach the cross of Christ. I ain't hear him preach the cross of Christ. He mm. preaches motivation speech. And the Bible says, oh, go ye rich man, because you're going to howl one day, because there's a lot mm-hmm. of false prophets. Ooh, there's a lot of false preachers. There's a lot of false mm. bishops. There's a lot of false men that call themselves preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, Apostle Paul was the greatest apostle of all time. He wrote th- 13 epistles, and when he wrote that, he wrote in an epistle to Timothy. He said, the Lord Love of money is a root of all evil. And he's telling the truth because the love of money got evil people in the church. He's greedy, selfish, and all up in himself. Listen, what we got? We got Clefo Dollar wants to drive a $65 million airplane to go around the bend when he can get in his own car and go around the bend. He ain't going nowhere. Amen. He ain't teaching nothing. I'm going to tell you just like it is because I'm sick of it. We got <laughs> we got Paula White. We got Benny Hinn. We got Amen. Bobby Jones. We got all these men that call themselves men of God. We got Oprah Winfrey talking about she's a prophetess and people believe in her. We got Madonna. We got Joel Osteen. Amen. And don't you know they found money inside the walls of the church? They found millions of dollars inside the wall of the church. And then they get up talking about send me some more money. They got over 3,000 people giving. If, if one person would just give a dollar every Sunday, he got $3,000 a Sunday. But we know they're giving more than that. And they're standing up talking about God loves everybody. Yes, God loves everybody. But there's one thing God hates. He hates sin. Sin is what God hates. And if you're not saying, if you're not sanctified, if you're not justified by what? By the blood of Jesus Christ and not by the money you got in your pocket, by by the fine clothes you got, not by the education you got. And guess what? In the last days, James said, go ye rich man and howl. Your riches are corrupt. They're getting into corruption. They're getting into corruption. And your garments is moth-eaten. Oh my God! They can come dressed. They can come dressed, dressed up in the house of God, dressed up. But let me tell you, their garments, 
It's moth-eating. What you mean? Their soul is moth-eating. The soul is moth-eating by riches. Mm-hmm. Jesus said it's easier for a camel to go through the need of an eye than for a rich man to get to heaven. Oh, y'all ain't listening mm-hmm. to me. Good my, my, my. And that means that, that, means that there's, a, there's, a, there's a gate in Jerusalem called the eye of a needle, an eye of a needle. And any time a caravan comes from another country, packed down with all kind of, 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 of fragrances and gold and silver, before that camel can get through the gate, that camel got to get down on all four knees. And the man that's got the camel got to take all that stuff off of the camel before he can get through the gate. And after he take it all off, he gets on the other side of the gate. And he puts it back on the camel, and the camel can go on in the city. But a rich man, all that he has, all that he has, he said, look, I can't give this up. I can't give this up. And he said, I can't give it up. You remember when Jesus was talking to the rich man? He said, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't lie. I don't cheat. He said, what would, what do I have to do in the eternal life? Jesus said, you have well done. But he said, I want you to go sell everything you got. And give all your money to the poor. And the man went away sadly. And let me tell you, when you got a whole lot of riches, woo, the more riches you got, the more hard it is to give it up. And people are not giving it up. People are going to hell over a bag of money. People are going to hell stealing money. People are going to hell in the church. I'm talking about cheaters. I'm talking about liars. I'm talking about backbiters in the house of God. And let me tell you something. It's coming a time that James said, your gold, your silver are cankered. It's rusty. And and he says and mm. he says and he says them though there's gonna be a witness against you on, on the judgment day. Good God Almighty, mm. when Jesus Christ come back. When Jesus Christ come back, you can't have your your first priority can't be money. Your first priority cannot be riches. Your first priority can't be gold or silver. If your first priority is gold or silver, then you are you are idol worshiper. And the Lord God said, "Don't worship nothing but me." And Amen. You don't worship the Lord God Almighty with all your mind and all your soul. And if you ain't saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, if you're not Amen. working in the field of the Lord God Almighty, if if you're not telling nobody about the love of God and that he's coming back again to get a church without a spot or wrinkle. If you're just sitting around the house trying to spend your money and go on vacation mm. and, 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 and spend time with your family, that's all right. But let me tell you, if you're not putting God first in your life and he's not putting him last in your life, they tell me, good God almighty, when the trumpets blow, oh, Lord, when the trumpets blow, they tell me, Apostle Paul, said, and it's the Lord himself, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of archangels, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air. And if you got money on your mind, if you got money in your heart, if you got prestige in your heart, guess what? Most likely you haven't been born again. But if you have been born again, you're going to get rewarded according to your works that you've done down here. Let me tell you something. Go how, you rich man. We're living in the last days. Christ is getting ready to remove the church. And Apostle James, James said, you rich men are going to howl. Beyonce, if you don't get saved, you're going to howl. T.D. Jakes, mm-hmm. Paula White, mm-hmm. LeBron James, Michael Jackson, all they, some of these are gone. We got Barack Obama. We got the president. If y'all are riches and your, money, your mind is on money, and if you ain't saved, 
That, that's the main thing because you can have all the money in the world. And if you ain't saved, you ain't going to be caught in the rapture. You've got Amen. to be saved. You've got to be sanctified. You've got to be set apart. Your soul has to be set apart. Don't miss the rapture. That's James right. said in the last days, there will be more rich men on the planet than ever in human history. And Christ Amen. says it's going to be hard for a rich man to enter to the kingdom of God. Because it's going to be easier for a camel to go through the needle of an eye of a needle than for a rich man to get to heaven. And that's not mm. literally an eye of a needle. The needle is in Jerusalem. is a gate that a camel right. has to go through. And that camel goes through. You know when that camel, when you take them riches and all that gold and silver off of that camel and get down on his floor, that camel don't say nothing. He don't, he don't even grumble. He don't even grumble. He keep on chewing his cud. He keep on chewing his cud. And when he keep on chewing his cud, he gets on the other side. When he gets on the other side, the mm. man puts it back on the camel. But if you try to do a rich man that, that way, he'll kill you. He'll shoot you. He'll get mad. Sure don't will. you take my riches. I want my car. I want my, I want my house. And the world today is craving to get rich. But thank God, if you want to be rich, if you want to be rich beyond what? Beyond your mind can comprehend, mm. accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And Amen. you can be the richest man in the world. I'll tell you one, I don't have too much money in the bank. I don't have a whole lot of cars. But let me tell you, I'm the richest man on the planet right now. You know why? Because I am a child of God. And my father owns the houses and land. And let me tell you something. When the rapture of the church comes to, yes, come to, come to pass, guess what? There's a day coming when I'm going to be able to walk on the streets of gold. Oh, Amen. Oh, I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to be able to have a brand new body. I'm going to be able to live Good. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give it to the brother. I'm going to live. I'm going to live on and on. I'm going to live. I'm going to live and live on and on. I'm going to live and never die. I'm going to never get old again. Ooh, I'm never going to get sick again. I'm never going to have to go down to the welfare office. I'm never going to go to the hospital. I'm never going to have any more problems the rest of eternity, and eternity is forever. Why don't you tell me amen? If you want to be rich, you need to accept Jesus Christ this afternoon. Amen. You need to quit trying to depend upon this little stuff that we got down here. That little house you right. living in, that little car you got, and that the, the family you got, you, you, you worship in your family. Don't worship your family. Love your family. Teach your family. Teach your family how to love God. Teach your family how to pray. Right. Teach your family how, 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 how Christ died on Calvary's cross, and they beat him, and they crucified him. Tell, the, tell your child, Jesus Christ died for you. Tell your teenage son, your teenage daughter, Christ died for you, and he's coming back in your lifetime in a moment of a twinkling of an eye. Come to Jesus right now. Go ahead, brother. Amen, brother. Awesome word. Amen, brother. You read deep in the bag. 
for that one. Amen. <laughs> you Amen. You in the bag on that one. Amen. All glory be to the most high God. Amen. Amen. Thank God for being here. Thank God for his word. Thank God for the elder. I thank him for what he's doing in the ministry. I thank him for what he has done for years and years of service, his years and years of service in the ministry. That was an awesome word, brother. Awesome context. The warning to the rich. Amen. Amen. I have to say, and I say it all the time, and I'll say it again. It amazes me how this brother don't have a church packed with thousands of people. People ought to be gathered around, especially at this day and time, to hear Come the on, preach this. Come on, preach But the enemy has blinded man. He has blinded man with what? The brother just said it, riches. See, the closer we get to Christ, the nearer he gets, the more the devil wants to distract you. And the biggest distraction is what? Sex and money. Come on. Come you notice on. that? They yes, over-sexualize and stuff. You can't watch TV now without something hanging out. I'm serious. And I know that over 10 years ago. I remember one time we put this movie on. Man, we was not expecting the show. So my kids, we and my wife, we sitting there all watching the movie. We think we got popcorn going food. We put sit down and eat some nachos, whatever it was. We put sit down and watch the movie and stuff hanging out and popping out. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> when did this become okay to put on the screen? I'm talking about showing stuff. Stuff yes, that, that they shouldn't they shouldn't be showing. And if they do, they need to give you a little bit more warning. Amen. On some of this stuff that they put before you. Amen. You might well be Amen. watching porn. Some of this stuff that they put on some of these movies. I'm like, man, they showing everything. And I'm like, you know, I remember and maybe it's always been because like I say, I'm finding out I didn't I didn't grow up with cable. I didn't have it. My dad didn't go for all that. He didn't do that. After my mom passed, he got rid of the cable. And um, that just wasn't his thing. The only thing he watched was news and sports. That's all he watched. Hey, man, he didn't care too much. He hey, watched two little shows, but he didn't care for TV that much. He was a radio man because the age and the time that he came up in, as a boy, they used to listen to the radio all the time. So he would go in his yes, room sir. and turn on his little radio, hey, man, and, and, and listen to his radio. Hey, man, hey, man. He, yeah, he was old school. Like I said, he was born back in the early 1900s. So, that's some of the things that, that they've done back then. You know, he was a poor, he was a poor kid. You know, they didn't have much. So the radio was their main entertainment. Like we have TV and Internet. That was his entertainment. His days. he said they used to listen to all gather around the family. Well, listen to the radio. Amen. Amen. But I said that to say this. Amen. We are in a different time where Lucifer is distracting us. Amen. And yes, the sir. main two things he's using, he's putting sex and money in front of us like never before. Oh, yes, he you is. Heard us say, both me and the elders say how men are getting rich like nothing. I've been telling y'all for a while. They say 90 days to six days, if you got the right type of plan, you can do things on the Internet and become a millionaire. I said, Lord, have mercy. That was unheard of when I was a kid. I know it was definitely unheard of back in the elders' day. It was hard for men to become millionaires. It wasn't that easy. It wasn't. Most of the time, wealth was passed down. One generation to the next, and the next generation got well. See, that was a plan to get rich uh, back then. People who had money would buy a lot of life insurance, 
And when they die, their kids will inherit a big life insurance plus the business. And if you if you were smart enough, you would duplicate that process to get to become even more richer. And you had to make good investments. You couldn't make bad investments. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. You have to be careful because you you be bankrupt too. But amen. But we know that that there's always been men will sell their soul. We've always known that men will sell their soul to the devil. That's been going on since the beginning of time. For what riches? Yes, that's right, to brother. Become rich. To become that's rich. Right. Amen. The brother read a awesome story. I said, man, this brother reached deep in the bag <laughs> to come up with this man. <laughs> it's a it's a amen. It's a good context. Amen. Amen. He talked about the uh, 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 the rich man and God, how he could not leave. He couldn't leave his riches. And so many people are like that. It's, it's funny that he's mentioning this because we know that we are in the Laodicean church age. Laodicea Come on, preacher. is the last church in the book of Revelation. Man, y'all can say what you want to. Time is up. I, I just can't see it. I, man, I, I would be shocked if we go past September. I would, come on, I, I, come I, on now. I, I, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. October <laughs> 1, 2023, come, and we still sitting on this earth. I'm going to be shocked. But I understand. The Bible says that that no man knows the day of the hour. Plus, I, I just preached to y'all yesterday what Paul said. Been sitting in the Bible. I got the first half of it. But didn't know anything about that other part. I said, man, you know what? It's been centered the whole time. And Paul said it best. He said, man, he said, I'd rather be willing, rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But he said, yes. he said, whether we be still here on earth or whether we be in the grave, our desire, it is far better. He said over in uh, Philippians, it was over Philippians, he said, far better to be with Christ. But if not, he said it's more profitable for me to be here on earth. Why is it more profitable? He said it's twofold interpretation. One is beneficial because I get to earn more spiritual reward. The more days Elder Bazaar is here, the more days that Brother Tim Jackson is here, we can earn rewards towards our eternal lives. You can earn rewards. You can, man, you're going to get more silver and gold and precious stones. Amen. The longer you Amen, bro. Paul said, Amen, Paul. Amen. Amen, brother. Paul said, We got the labor. If God said, you know what? It ain't time for you to come up yet. It ain't time for you to leave this earth. As much as Paul was groaning, Paul said, Man, I am dealing with some things. He said, Man, folks just won't act right. They won't do right. He said, I'm being persecuted. Yeah. God said it's not your time yet. But he desired. That's what he said. He desired to be with Christ. He desired to be with God. I'll read it for you if you don't if you don't believe me. Go uh, ahead, brother. Uh, read this. it. Read it. Amen. Let's read, read. Amen. Let's read what he said. I'm, I'm gonna start at Philippians one and twelve. He said, Go ahead. But I would ye should understand, brethren. He talked to the children of the church, the children of God, the saints, the believers, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds 
are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Amen. Amen. Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of not sincerely supposing to addition to, I'm sorry, supposing to add affliction to my bond. But the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then, Paul asked, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Watch yes. what he says now. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your Come prayer. On. And to supply of the spirit of Yeshua Christ. Watch what it said. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Do you yeah. know that we're going to be new creatures? Christ is going to be magnified. The Bible says we shall be like him when he returns. We are working towards our eternal salvation. Now, understand what I mean. Let me clarify that. You're already saved, but you're going to earn rewards daily. The longer you're here, it's affliction to, for us to be here. It's painful sometimes. There are some days I'll be like, Lord, you coming back today? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Lord, you, you, Amen, you coming bro. back? It's some rough days. I don't know about how, I don't know how you saints live. Y'all must be living good. Come on, man, it's you some, telling it's, it? It's some, amen, bro. It's some rough days. It's some days I'd be like, Lord, if you was to come right now, and you're not just really saying that you want to die. We all rather be here. We rather be with our wives and family and loved ones and children and and enjoy life. But man, as a child of God, especially us as ministers and preachers. You saw how the prophets were treated back then. They were hated. The the, the prophets didn't get to live an easy, good life. People you know that they talk spoke. None of them. Amen. None of them. There you go. None of them. They were hated. The people spoke against them. They didn't believe them half the time. They they hated them pre because why? Man has always want to do what? What they want to do. Come Why's on, preacher. Like the gospel. Even people in the church don't even like to hear the gospel. You said in the church, people on those cell phones, they talking, they on social media, they ready for the church to get out, they clock watching, they want you to sit down and shut up. Man, I'm t- I preached in church, and you, you ought to see some of the stirs I get for people when I preach. And like the doctor said, they sure don't want to hear about hell. They don't want you to preach out against <laughs> no, they the gays. Don't. They no, they don't. They don't want you to preach out against the gays. They all mad because now everybody these days in time got somebody gay in their family. If you say something about the gays, man, there are so many folks in the church is undercover gays. They they live in Come double on, lifestyle, and they in the church. And no, yeah. they don't want you to preach out against this stuff. They don't want you to say that they give out no gay folks. And they got family in the church gay. Some of them is gay. Don't want you to know that they gay. Amen. But this is the type of stuff we have to deal with. Folks look at you crazy. I remember Come one, on, one preacher. Hey, man, doctor, you better know it. I remember one of my mentors. In fact, he was my first mentor in ministry. His name was Pastor Masters, and uh, he was my first mentor in ministry. And this is this when I first got saved. I went to I was going to his church. Um, 
he's actually the, uh, that's not the church that I got saved in, but he was the next pastor church that I went to, but he was my mentor because he was a good mentor. I mean, he taught the word, he preached the word, he taught me a lot of things. And I used to go down to, he was in seminary, I used to go to some of his seminary classes with him and sit in, they used to let me sit in on the classes. He used to teach me a lot of things about ministry and stuff. And he used to tell me, brother, you know you call. He used to tell me that. I was, I was like, man, you know, that's, a, that's the one thing a man don't want to hear when he first gets saved is that he called. Because, man, all you want to do is sit on the bench, the front pew, and be a deacon. <laughs> I was Amen. Hey, I didn't want to be a preacher. I just want to sit there and support the pastor. Go where he goes. Amen. Come but he, on. he told me. He, he told me, I said, brother, you, you call. You just don't know, but you call to preach. And I was like, Lord, have mercy. I didn't want to hear that for nothing. Amen. But, but amen. But looking back, amen, I remember something he used to tell me that he had to go through as a preacher. Amen. And you said, man, you just don't know. When you come on this side, he said, man, we get it. And I didn't know what he was saying at the time. I thought preachers life was easy, but I know my dad, he used to get it. He, man, he had a hard time. Yeah. Pay tithes. People would talk Come about on, preacher. He used to get into it other preachers. They used to try to say stuff and talk about them behind his back. And that's just the stuff. It's just the life we go through. People think that, that we supermen and superwomen. No, we need no. prayer. We need to be ministered to. Well, we know we cry, we hurt. People don't know yeah. it. There's a yeah. lot of stuff that we deal with. Man, amen. We deal with this stuff. And not just... Every now and then we deal with it. It seems like I don't know about nobody, but to me it seems like almost on a daily basis you deal with Daily basis, brother. I said, man, when I was in the world, I didn't have to deal with it. Brother, I had it made when I was in the world. No no suffering. Seemed like everybody loved you. Everybody was cool with you. People wanted to be around you. But, man, the moment you get saved, for don't nobody want to be around you. Hey, mm-hmm. man. They don't want to be with you. Especially when you preaching fire and brimstone. Amen. They, no, they, don't want, they don't want that. They don't want to hear that. Amen. The uh-uh. prophets were not popular people back during the time uh, of the Old Testament. Amen. But a good word. Now, watch this. Right, I got to finish this up. I'm going to share this with you. What Go he ahead, said. brother. Amen. He said, for, I'm going to read it again. Verse 21 says, for to me to live is Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And to die is game. game. Amen. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Amen. All Amen. Right. But he said, and, but what did he say? He desired to be with Christ. That's what he yeah. said. To live is to be with Christ. And to die yeah. is the game. In other words, he knew that he would have to die or Christ would have to come back in order for that to take place. Amen. I remember I sure thought he was going to come back. But watch this. He said, uh, said, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I would not. He was torn. What should I do? Amen. What is my desire? Do yeah. I desire to be with Christ? Christ come and get me today? Or do I, do I stay here on the earth with the saints and with the church and continue to preach and show love and do works in the field? Watch what he said, verse 15. He said, for I am in a strait. Uh-oh. He don't know what to do. I'm in a strait. I'm in a bind here. He said, between two, having a desire to depart, amen, to be with Come Christ, on. to be with Christ, which is what? Far better. See? 
Man, it's far better to be in the grave resting. I, I'm Come in the on. arms of God like a baby. I ain't got to deal with no hurt, no stress, no pain, no distress, health issues, getting old. Your body beginning to fail. You don't feel the same way that you do. You, you, you don't know the people around you love you or hate you. The people you thought loved you, amen, they ain't acting like they love you. You don't know what to do. Amen. The pain that Come you on, preacher. Amen. But he said, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. For who? It's more needful for the lost. It's more needful for the church that men like me and Elder Bazaar are what? In the flesh. Because we don't have we don't have a choice but to speak this gospel. Because the Holy Spirit lives in us. The Holy Come Spirit on. ain't gonna let us sit down. Man, you know how many times I've been wanting to quit and stop and give up and retire? I can't retire. There's no such thing as retiring in the ministry. No, when sir. When you die, when God calls you home, that's when you're done. We don't get to retire. If you're 90 years old, you still got to preach. I'll never forget one of my uncles was a preacher. And I'll never forget he said he retired from preaching. That, and now I didn't know much about the Bible or being saved, but that didn't make no sense to me. I said, why did he retire from preaching? And do you know shortly after that he died? Come he on. retire from preaching? No, God, you can't. Oh, you, oh, you going to quit? Are you giving up? God said, you might as well just come on up here. No, God come needs on. you in the field. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord. We are yeah. and we at the forefront, and we must fight. Until the last come on. Day, until God calls come on. It ain't no giving up. It ain't no rest. You know how many nights I have to stay up in the AM burning the burning the midnight oil, studying to read in my Bible, regardless of whatever else I got going on in my life. Hey, come man, on, preacher. I had some things I had to do last night. I was up to almost two AM in the morning. Still had a ministry to preach. I said, I still gotta study. Had to get up this morning and study to present the word of God to the people of God. It's never ending here. Constantly getting hated on. At yes, sir. Around yes, sir. the house, down the street, up the street, people want to cut in front of you and track, want to give you the finger. I'm like, man, what is going on? What's wrong with the world? You got to be careful how you respond because you don't know if this person got a gun or not cutting you off in track because they mad at the world. <laughs> you know, you got to learn how to contain yourself. Do you know how strong of a man of God you have to be to not want to want to hit somebody or hurt somebody, get out of character? Oh, man, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Come hey, on, man, preacher. It's difficult. it's difficult when, you, man, you a man of God, you call. You know how many times we want to cuss somebody out? You know how many times we want to go upside, go upside somebody's head? Hey, man. Lord, we deal with We deal with the same thing. I just tell this brother back home, I said, man, you just don't know. Hey, hey, y'all think we got to but we deal with the same thing you deal with. Oh, man, you ain't got to say, brother, what you talking about? I, just because I go to church don't mean I deal with the same thing you deal with. I deal with women coming on to me. I deal with uh, stress at work, fights. All kinds of fights stuff, brother. All kinds of stuff. In fact, I tell them, man, we get it two and three times worse than what you get, and we still have to do the best that we can to maintain. Lord, have mercy. Come we on. We are here fighting, and we fight, fight. for you. Amen. We are here fighting for the gays. They think we ain't on their side. We are here praying for you. What do you mean? We we praying that somebody don't kill you or chop you up because of your lifestyle. We are here praying for the fornicator, the adulterer, that somebody don't shoot somebody and kill somebody because you messing with somebody's wife or boyfriend or girl. We are here praying for the lost. 
I just told the church that today. We got to pray for these women. They snatching women up. They snatching kids up. They organ harvesting. They prostituting women. Taking them Come on, man. Countries. Tell it. Other money. Countries. Can you imagine? Yeah, for money. And, man, folks don't know the, the nonsense is going. Do you know if it wouldn't be for the church? If it wouldn't be for men and women of God that's standing on the, on the forefront, on the battlefield, for your soul, Lucifer will turn loose on this planet. And he can't wait to turn loose. And y'all out here playing games, thinking it's cute, out here shaking and drinking and drugging, and, and you, you ain't giving God a consideration. No. But he died and shed his blood for your sin. And brother, I preached that this morning. I said, man, this man took 39 strikes for you and me. You. Ripping his flesh out, out, out your back. So, come so on, that preacher. all you got to do is yeah. just simply confess with your mouth and believe. You see how easy it is for us? God said, you ain't got it. You crazy. You won't dare stand before Christ and be able to say nothing. You going to see, see that right there? See these, see these marks on my back? Oh, my God. See these thorns that press down these marks on my head? They pressed the thorn down there, and he didn't say a moment word. Man, let me tell you something. They, my brother told me, he said that uh, uh, they, they taught him in his ministry how long them thorns were. They said, they ain't the little thorns that, that be in your front yard. On your no, road. it's not. He's got a rose bush, and that joke's got some long. They, the the Three, thorns on that were probably like, long. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. These little thorns I had on my road was like maybe a little half an inch or uh, one-third of an inch. <laughs> Not even a half an Man, inch. Man, you on. hit that bad boy in the yard. I just got them in the yard working in the yard. I forget about that rose bush. I said, golly, hit that darn thorn, man, that thing hurt. Oh, I'll be so mad because the thorn, when it prick, it feel different. Oh, I hate that thing. And, man, they said, my brother told me, yeah, like you said, be two or three inches and put that in his skull and mocked him. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine that? Lord, him Talk about king of the Jews. They mocked him and tore his back up. You won't be able Lord to stand Jesus. before Christ with your gay pride, with your fornication, with your Come adultery, on. with your murderous spirit, drunkenness, whether you're a sorcerer, it don't matter what you are. You won't stand before God and tell Christ nothing. It don't matter if you're a whoremonger, or a murderer, or an adulterer, Come on. or you that love it the lie. You won't Ooh. be able to stand before Christ and tell him anything. Because Christ going to say, man, are you, are you serious? And I died for your sin? I, I, died, I died for you. I died for you. Do you know what he told his father in heaven? He said, if it be any way. That this cup could be passed. No, on, there's another you. way that is there are not another way that this could be done. Come on, come on. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me. Another way that I because he knew what was coming. See, it's one thing to not know, but man, see what I'm saying to you is, see when you don't know what's coming, there's no stress. You don't know it's going. You don't know it's going. No tortures about that. But when when people on death row, that's why a lot of people inmates hang themselves, try to kill themselves before they're, they're, before they get that death penalty, because they know what's coming. That stresses them out to know that one day when they come to that cell, 
They're going to take you to your final destination, and you're going to die. Come on, That's stressful. That's stressful. See, he knew it was coming. But there was Come no on. way out. Tell because it. Because the Bible said, for God so loved the world yes, that he, he gave his only begotten Son, only begotten that Son. whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting Ooh. life. Ooh. Now you see how simple and how easy he made it for you? He made it easy for you. All you got to do is just walk through the gates. Walk Ooh. through the gates. Do you know in the very end, after everybody is cast into the lake, for all his enemies are cast to the lake, that we're going to walk through the pearly gates. We're going to walk through those gates after the great white throne judgment, and we're going to see the new Jerusalem city, the beauty, the streets of gold, the, the, Come on, the, the man. 12 gates that are beautiful. Man, heaven is so beautiful, you can't even imagine. People want to joke and play. They say, no, nah, man. I'm, I mean, man, you don't know some of the amazing stuff that I hear people say. Some of the foolishness is what it is. They say some of the most foolish things and think it's cute. But you just, you just don't know, man, to send your soul to hell, and you got the opportunity to save yourself? What are you Come on for? For Come riches on. of the world, that when you die, you don't have it no more? Yes, you can sir. best believe we didn't get here by mistake. Don't let nobody lie to you. We Come were on, preacher. for a purpose. And when you die, you're going to go somewhere. And I've proven to people over, over the years, I've proven to them that, you know what? It is proof that when you die, you're going to still be here. Because you want to know why? We are spiritual beings. Spirit, spirits don't sleep. Spirits are always active. And, you know, I tell people, I said, the best example of that is when you sleep. Do you know when you sleep, your, your body is still active? Your mind is still active? Because you dream. You have dreams. Your mind is still at work. Yes, how you know yes, that you're sir, being. You don't just shut down like a computer. You know, when you shut down a computer and unplug it, it's done. You know, it can't do nothing else. They can't do nothing. They can't compute. You unplug it from the wall. You turn it off. They can't do nothing. When you, once you take away electricity, they don't do anything. But you, when you sleep, no, you still are doing some things. You're dreaming. You're a spiritual being. Why do you think, why do you think man thinks in his mind that he can still do the things that he did when he was in his 20s? I still think that way. Sometimes I go to the gym, I still try to lift weight, you know, try to get back to where I was. Because you want to know why? Your mindset, the memory is that, hey, I'm still young. I can still turn flips and run and, and slam dunk and do the things that I used to do. But your body, because God has restricted man's body because of why? Sin. So God Sin. said, you know what? Because man disobeyed me, death entered into the world, and you are constantly aging and dying. But Christ is going to reverse that effect because he's going to give us eternal life. Eternal Amen. He's going to reverse that effect. And, man, you're going, to be, you're going to have the glory of God on you for all eternity. Like the elder said, why don't you want those riches? That's real riches. You'll be rich for <laughs> all Amen, eternity. Amen, bro. You have, you, look, you get the body you want for all eternity. 
because the body you're going to get is going to be way better than, than what you got going to the gym. You're going to look better on, than now. you did when you was a teenager. You're going to look better than you did when you was a high school. You thought you were sexy and fine in your teen years to your early 20s and to your 30s. No, man, that ain't got nothing on what Christ going to give you. Then you're going to have a crown of glory that you're going to wear on your head. Man, Come you're on, preacher. A robe that's white and purer than the color of snow. Man, you're going to have it going on. Man, don't Go let the on, devil fool you. Amen. Amen, doctor. Don't let the devil fool you and miss out on this opportunity just for what? To say you want to be gay? Just to say you want to be an adulterer? You want to be a fornicator? Hey, I told you, y'all, yesterday, I, I had some friends back in the day used to tell me some stuff I just couldn't believe. I, said, I know what you no mean. Way. There's no way you didn't slept with over a thousand women. Oh man, yeah, I slept with over. I said, man, what do you find the time? How is that even possible at your age? He was in his early thirties. Said he slept with over a thousand. I said, man, you ain't slept with over no thousand. It just ain't no way possible with work. Like it just if you didn't work a job, how is that possible? What are you doing with yourself that you find a time to go meet that many women to go do that? Amen. Come Amen. on, preacher. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life. And what's for the man to gain the whole world? Come on, with it. Lose his own soul. So it ain't worth it to sleep with all these women. It ain't ain't just, like I tell you, it ain't just about being gay, about the gays. It ain't just about them. It's not. There's all types of sin out here other than just being gay. But, you know, know, people get so offended when you talk about the gays. It ain't just the gays. We got folks out here lying on a tax. Lying. Come on, money, preacher. Doing all kinds of, man, I didn't work for the bank. And, boy, I tell you, there's some deceitful folks out there. I'm telling you right now, it's a, I didn't work at the bank. And some of the stuff that some of these folks come up with, it just makes you shake your head. And folks concerned about other sin. Man, that ain't the only sin. People out here stealing money through the banks. Ripping off stuff. People worked. I, when I worked at the bank, come on, come on. In the financial sector for more than twenty years, and and have not ever desired to steal anyone's account number, not to do something. My one of my brothers asked. He said, "Man, you sure you ain't?" I said, "Man, for what? What am I gonna ruin my life for for somebody else's few measly dollars?" Come on. I don't want no desire to steal no money out of nobody's account. For what? What good is they going to do to me? They didn't have to be looking over my shoulder. I ain't never had no desire to do that. I've been doing this since I was 21 years old. Why would I want to do something like that? All right. My livelihood and just take me away from my wife and kids. I ain't going to do nothing crazy like that. That ain't Come on, preacher. Because they're going to get you. Don't think they're vicious. They'll get you. Amen. It may take them some years, but they will get you. It ain't worth it. It is not worth it. Amen. I mean, but you'd be surprised. Some of the stuff I, I, I've had people try to tip me. I remember this guy I used to work with. He actually called my desk. I said, "This nigga and lost his mind." Called my desk, talking about, "Hey man, give me the number to that account number." I'm not giving you nothing. I hung up the phone on him and I went straight not to my manager. I went straight to the VP of our department and told him about the call and what happened. He said, "Tim, don't even worry about. It. I'm glad you told me." You 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 fine. You good. I'll take care of it. That's the type of person you have to be. You know how many times I've seen accounts with fifty million dollars in it. I've dealt with accounts with twenty million dollars. I'm trying to say I don't deal with no small stuff. No five thousand, five hundred. Amen. I've seen accounts come across my desk 
$10 million. I'm going to scratch my head. How do you folks get this type of money in their account? I talked to a woman. I'll never forget. I'm going to turn over to the bro. I talked to this woman one time. All right, said, brother. You're doing all right. Tell me. Amen. She said, I, I asked her, I said, you want to pay the minimum amount, uh, minimum amount uh, uh, on your account? I think her minimum was like something like 3000 or $5,000. That's for a minimum month. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. This was a credit card. Her minimum monthly credit card payment, of course, the balance was three grand. She said, no. She said, Tim, I want to pay off the whole balance. The balance is like 50-something Gs. I'm thinking in my mind, you, I said, man, you want to pay off the whole balance? She said, yeah, I want to pay off the whole balance. I do this every month. I'm like, what you do for a living that you run up 50 Gs with the expense and you paying it off every month? But there are people that live on this. We talk about the riches of men, the one yeah. against the rich. And I'm not saying everybody that got money is not safe. I'm not saying that. That's but right. That's the right. Majority of the people, we say definitely majority of the people, because we know that a lot of people out here, they're not going to give up their lifestyle for God. They're not. They're not going to give you up their lifestyle right. for God. You got that right. Amen. But I'm just sharing with you. Amen. It's, it's far more better like Paul said. You desire to be with Christ. But to work and live for live for God, live for Christ, and die in God is far more better gain than anything that you can have in this world. There's mm. nothing in this world for us. It's just not. The devil will fool you. Just like he said, all these celebrities are selling us so. Well, look at all the good celebrities we've seen sell us so. These artists, these musicians, and music people in the music world, entertainment world, the movie star. Sell their soul. They become rich and famous within a year or two. They dead and gone. But we know what that's, that's about. Come that on, preacher. That's a human sacrifice. They're folks gone forever. They'll never come back and lay in their bed. They'll never sit at the table and enjoy another meal. They'll never sleep in that nice, big, comfortable bed, live that big, comfortable home. That stuff is gone. The devil has lied to them and took those souls. The devil don't care about you. Yeah, uh, see, the devil sets you at the test. Oh, man, you're going to live You gonna live another 50 years. You're going to be rich. Man, you're going to make so much money. Don't worry about that. Just sign right on that dotted line. That's how the devil is. Just sign right there, man. You'll be all right. As soon as you sign your soul away, the devil hands you $3 million, $10 million, and next thing you know, like the Bible, like Christ said, like the Bible said, to the, to the rich foreman said, he's going to turn down his bones and build bigger bones. Yeah, come on. Come and on what, with it. And, amen. Amen. And what the Bible says? Thou food. Fool. This you fool. Amen. Thou food. Yeah, you fool. Thou soul is required. Quiet and that's tonight. it. That's it. He ain't get to he get to turn out a boy and build bigger boy. He get to enjoy that. That's how the devil do you when you so caught up into money. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna give it all to the brother. Amen. Give, give Ooh, it to the brother. Bless your heart, brother. Bless your heart. And bless you. you just, Amen. I'm gonna be on listening. You just, you Amen. just, you just verify the word of God. Amen. Amen. What profit all a man? What profit a man to gain the whole round world and lose his soul? And I'm talking about not only separated from God, but you will be punished for your own sins. Because you didn't receive the Son of God in your life. And hell is hot. Hell is real. Hell is authentic. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And those that reject Christ will actually, literally, uniquely burn forever. There ain't going to be no death in hell. The reason why? Because your death 
that you could could avoid, you gave it up for what? Riches of the world, for prosperity, for fame, for glory, for honor. And the world today has fallen into that trap, and that trap has taken a lot of souls to hell. Ooh, don't go to hell. Jesus Christ warned this generation. He warned the generation before my generation. He warned it in the Old Testament. He said, look, flee the gates of hell. Flee the lake of fire. Flee the punishment that's coming upon the wicked, and the world is laughing at it. They're joking about it. They're going around using the word hell more than they use heaven. Oh, yes, they do. They say hell no, hell yes, how the hell are you, where the hell you're going. They'll tell you to go to hell. He'll come back and say, uh, you go to hell. He said, you go to hell. He said, hell is your home. Are you a fool for leaving? Man, hell is used in our vocabulary more than heaven. Heaven. Heaven cannot be used in anger. Hell cannot be used in uh, 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 righteous living because righteous living come from heaven. And the best, best thing that ever happened to earth was when Jesus Christ came to this earth to bring his righteousness that we could live righteousness through his shed blood. And the world is saying to the, the blood of Christ, I don't want that crap. I don't need that crap. I ain't wasting my time praying to something I can't see. I ain't wasting my time stop drinking and lying and cheating and backbiting or mongering. I ain't going to stop that because, man, I'm in love with that. And the Bible says if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. And there's a lot of church folk that love the world. They are participating in the world. There's a lot of church folks that are saved still having problems with the world. There are some church folks that ain't saved, amen, calls them, trying to say they saved, but they're lost. They have never experienced the power of the living God through Jesus Christ. In the world today, we got a lot of rich so-called preachers. Uh, You hear what I say? We got a lot of so-called preachers that's got a whole lot of money. My first one I got on my list is Louis Farrakhan. He's worth about $3 million, $3 million. It probably don't went up between the time now because he's still preaching a cult. He's still preaching that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. He's still preaching uh, black power. He's still preaching that he is the Messiah. He's preaching that he is Jesus. He is a line wonder, yet still he's making $3 million. I don't know, ooh, $3 million a year. If he's making that a year, you imagine what he's saving up. You imagine the home he's living in. $3 million for doing what? Preaching lies. Preaching lies. Preaching a, 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 a false doctrine. Preaching that Jesus Christ is not God's son. And when you say Jesus Christ is not God's son, you're telling the world that Jesus Christ is not God Almighty and that he did not die, that he did not was put in the grave, and that he did not get up on what? On resurrection morning. You're preaching a big, fat, low-down lie. Because anybody that don't confess that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, the Bible says you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. 
We got Bishop Noel Jones. He's worth $5 million. He done had so many marital problems, so many going with women, so many. I mean, he had all kinds of problems. And he brought it on himself because any time the Bible tells you, follow peace with all men and holiness, for without no man shall see the Lord. Now, if you are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, working on the battlefield, committed, dedicated, and consecrated, guess what? You ain't supposed to have all those problems. You're supposed to be able to have enough Holy Ghost in you and enough power in you and enough faith in you, Lord, to keep your house in order and quit trying to run around calling yourself a preacher and want every woman you see. Good God Almighty. I'm, 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 I'm hitting somebody. A Bishop Eddie Jones, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Long, homosexual, punkin' boys. He's made $5 million, $5 million. These are preachers, so-called preachers, supposed to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, supposed to preach salvation and sanctification and holy living, supposed to be preaching what? The rapture, supposed to be preaching the tribulation period, supposed to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time, supposed to be preaching the seventh week, spoken by Daniel the prophet. But these preachers are not preaching the whole gospel. They're even preaching half of it. They're preaching what they want to get money. The Bishop Eddie Long. We got Apollo White, $5 million. We got George Myers, a false preacher, not preaching the cross at all. I ain't here to say anything about the cross. I ain't hear her say it about the suffering of Jesus Christ. I ain't hear her about telling anybody that Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh and he went to hell and preached to those in prison. I ain't hear her. She always talking about motivation speeches and how to motivate yourself. She makes what? She makes $8 million a year. Juanita Brown, buy them, $10 million. We got Bishop PDJ, $18 million. We got Rick Warner. $25 million. We got Clefo Dollar, $27 million. We got Joel Osteen, $40 million. We got Benny Hinn, $42 million. They're making more than that. Now, I don't know, since the coronavirus, I think the offering dropped down, and they're still begging. And they can beg. They can beg. But let me tell you, what did, what, what did James say? This is what James said. This is what James said. Go ye rich men, weep and howl for your misery that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupt. This is corrupt. This this money that they're getting is corrupt money. It's not getting in the right angle that God intended to be. This is Satan using the gospel to gain money. And people are believing their gospel because, number one, it sounds good. But let me tell you, the gospel don't sound good to the sinner. Ooh, but it's good news for the sinner. The sinner don't like the gospel. And there's some people who say they say don't love the gospel like they're supposed to. And loving the gospel is loving Jesus Christ. And if you don't love Jesus Christ with all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, 
guess what? You got a problem, and the problem is you are playing a hypocrite. You are playing half and half. You're trying to straddle the fence, and there's no such thing as a straddle salvation. Either you know Jesus Christ or you don't know him. And if you do know him, you ought to live not like you know him. You ought to live because you want to live for Christ and give the glory to God that he saved your wretched soul from sin, death, and hell in the grave. We got Benny Hinn, 42 million. We got Kenny, Kenneth Copeland, $760 million. And I'll tell you right now, that man has a wicked spirit. He has a diabolical spirit. He is a wicked, false prophet. And I'll say it in the front of anybody. They're wicked because they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, Apostle Paul said, if you come preaching another Christ, you come preaching another doctrine other than the word of God that's in the Bible, you shall be a curse. And when you are cursed, that means God said, I am through. I am through. You're not holding up my name. You're not praising my name. You're not glorifying my name. You're not living like I want you to live. You are living half-heartedly, and God will not, cannot, and shall not accept or has salvation. Either you know him or you don't know him. This is what the church world is doing. You see, the devil is got in the church and uses the church as a money-making scheme. But in the circle of world, in the circle of world, we got men making money out their ears. And guess what? I'm going to give you some names. Men in the circle world that's whoring after money. We got billionaires, billionaires. We got 1,426 billionaires, and it's growing. We got the billionaire Bill Gates is a billionaire, $98.2 billion. Money. The reason I'm talking about money because more folks are going to hell over money and sex and position than any other sin that you can think of. Money, sex, and position. We got Carlos Slims, 72. You don't know him, but he's a billionaire. $72.2 billion. We got Vladimir. Volomir Putin, the Russian leader, he makes $70 billion a year. We got Ortego, we got $65 billion. We got Warren Buffett, $60 billion. We got David Couch, $50 billion. We got Charles Couch, $50 billion. We got Larry Ellison, $43 billion. We got Christy Walton, that's Walmart, $39 billion. We got Shelton Alderson, $37 billion. We got Jeff Benzo, $36 billion. We got Robert Walton, $36 billion. We got Larry Page, $31 billion. We got Sergey Grimm, $31 billion. We got George Soros, $23 billion. We got Forrest Marsh, Jr., $21 billion. 
money, money, money. And what can you do with money? The only thing you can do with money is purchase. You can get stuff with it. That's all. You cannot talk to it. You cannot be healed by it. You cannot eat it. You can't do nothing with money but spend and get stuff. You can't buy friends with it. You can't do N-O-T-H. I nothing. And then along comes Solomon says, money answers all things. Now, a lot of people say, oh, if money answers all things, Brother Bazaar, you're wrong. All right? What can money answer? It can answer some things, but it's not the answer to all things. It's not the answer. Listen, one thing I know ain't the answer of salvation. Salvation. You can buy a car. You can buy a house. You can buy a prostitute. You can buy a lot of things with money. But this is one thing you cannot buy. Woo! What is it? What did the Bible say? The Bible said you can't buy salvation. Salvation cannot be bought by money. And money is a power to purchase. Money is a piece of paper. Money can burn. Money can be lost. Money can be stolen. Money can be annihilated from the face of the earth. But one thing about Jesus Christ and his word, it can never be destroyed. Eternal life can never be destroyed. Your eternal life, if you haven't received Jesus Christ, you don't have eternal life until you have Jesus Christ in your life. You're going to live forever one place or the other. Either you're going to live in hell or you're going to live in heaven. Either you're going to hell or you're going to heaven. The main decision is made at the cross. At the cross. At the cross, I said, it ain't your works. It ain't your status quo. It ain't the color of your skin. It ain't your kin folks. It ain't your pastor. It ain't your mailman. It ain't your postman. It ain't your doctor. It's not your insurance agency. It's not nothing can attain salvation for you but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer to salvation. Know your denomination, whether you Baptist, whether you Presbyterian, whether you Jehovah Witness, I don't care whether you've got a denomination that you've been going to for a long time, that's not going to get you to glory. The only thing can get you to glory is Christ, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the one that came from the one that came from Judea of Bethlehem, the one that suffered and gave his life on Calvary's cross. There was no other man in no other denomination or no other occult that did what Jesus Christ came. When he came, he didn't come from earth. He came from heaven. And when he came from heaven, God sent his only son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Apostle Paul said the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money can get you killed. The love of money can have 
You can have bad friends. The love of money can get you so greedy that you will try to take it to heaven with you, but you ain't going to heaven with it because you got money as your God. And if you have anything other than money, other than anything else before you have Jesus Christ, and if you don't know him in the pardon of your sins, hell will be your home. Let's look at some churches in here, some churches that the Bible gives up. He gives us seven churches of Asia Minor. The last church is named Laodicea. And guess what? They were rich in finances. They were rich in money. They were rich in material. And they were had money woo, coming from every direction. And that's the universal church. That's the world church. It's called Catholic Church. That's the, the Catholic came from Babylon. Babylon is known in the Old Testament in the 11th chapter. Babylon, the Roman Catholic, the Catholic word came from Babylon because Nimrod believed in universal salvation through him. He built a tower to heaven to try to tell the people we are going to stick together and we're going to rule the world together. We all going to have a universal union that everybody will have the same language, everybody will have the same mind. And they start building this tower to heaven and as they were building to, to heaven, they were saying in their hearts we are going to reach into the heavens and Nimrod said now listen, I heard about the flood. I heard about Noah. I heard about my grandfather. He he he, he saved the world by the ark of the the ark that was saved by water. Now what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a tower to heaven because if another flood come, I'm going to build it so high that it won't overflood the world. That it won't overflood and kill everybody. But he forgot. The Bible tells me that the next time judgment comes, it won't be by water. It'll be by fire. And nobody today is preparing to escape the fire of hell because they don't realize it's going to take more than building an ark. And the only way that you can escape the fires of hell, the only way that you can escape the gates of hell, the only way that you can escape the wrath of God, the only way that you can have peace and joy and love and understanding, the only way that you can shout with an exclamation mark saying hallelujah, praise God, the only way is through the royal lamb. And the royal lamb is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came down, he came down with all power and heaven and earth in his hand. Yes, he did. And he was born and wrapped in swollen clothes of a virgin Mary. And it took him nine months for him to get here. And when he got here, he was God Almighty in the flesh. He was God Almighty as a boy. He was a God Almighty as an adolescent. He was God Almighty as a as a teenager, he was God Almighty. As an adult, he was God Almighty when he died on Calvary's cross. And when he died, he didn't have to die for himself. He didn't have to go to the cross for himself because he was born without sin and knew no sin. And by him not knowing sin, and he became sin. Where did the sin come from? It came from George E. Bazaar. Yes, it did. It came from Betty Lou. It came from Johnny Mac Brown. It came from every born soul that was ever born. When man was born, he was born in sin and shaped in iniquity from the garden of 
the Garden of Eden, man was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and man is still sinning today. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And it tells me every man and every woman, every boy, every girl that was born in sin, and when they get the age of accountability, mm-hmm, they're going to need a Savior. And the only one that I know that's a Savior of the world, and it's not no religious, it's not no religion, it's not no cult, it's not no denomination. The Bible tells me Apostle Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost in the fourth chapter of the 12th verse of Acts and said, listen to me, brothers, hearkening to me, I want you to know there is no other name, no other name given among men whereby you can be saved than the name of Jesus. Yeah, it's the man of men. And this man that I'm talking about, he's not just man. He's God man. He's God in the flesh wrapped up in a human body. And when he was wrapped up in the human body, he was born uh, not by flesh and blood, but he was born by the will of God. And when he was born, he wasn't born as an angel. He wasn't born as a cherubim because, number one, when he was born, he had to have a blood system. And in order to have a blood system, he had to become human. Yeah, so God became human. And when he became human, he named his own self. And he gave his own self a name. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus means Savior, and Christ means anointed. And the only one that's anointed and the only one that's an anointer is God Almighty. And when he became man, he had a blood system, and that blood system was spotless. That blood system had power. That blood system was righteous. That blood system was sanctified. That blood system was righteous all the way through. In order for him to die and come back from the grave, he had to be born sinless and live a sinless life. And that's what he did. The only time that he became a sinner. Uh-oh, what you talking about? He became a sinner for me because my sins were laid on him. And what you are, Jesus Christ became. And what he became, he became a liar. He became a backbiter. He became a, a he became he became a lesbian. He became everything that man is. And when he became everything that man was and man is, he died for it. It cost him his life because they hung him. Oh, yeah, they hung him on a tree. They hung him high, and they hung him wide. They hung him from the east to the west, and they stretched him from the north to the south. They beat him. They crucified him. They spat on him. They kicked him. They called him every name but the Son of God, and they denied him, and they rejected him, and he still took the pain. Yes, he did. And how awful was the pain? The pain was so awful and so excruciating that Jesus Christ, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed the Father. He, the Bible said he prayed the Father. And when he prayed the Father, he said, let this cup pass from me, not my will, but your will be done. And what, what is he saying? He was saying, good God Almighty. He was saying to himself, good God Almighty, if there was another way. 
If there's another way that I can bring salvation without going to cross, let me take it. And not my will, but your will be done. And he make three petitions that the will will be done. And the last petition, he said, well, I see there's no other way. He said, let your will be done. And when his will be done, he said, now my time has come. I got to go down in Jerusalem. And when I go down in Jerusalem, I'm going to suffer many things. Good God Almighty. Yes, they did. They were waiting for him. They were looking for him. And when they saw him... The devil said, now, I got him now. Oh, I got this guy. I got him. I've been waiting for him for about 4,000 years because, oh, Satan, remember the scriptures in the Bible in the second chapter of Genesis where the Lord told Satan, I'm going to put a seed between your seed and a woman's seed, and the seed that the woman's going to bring forth is going to bruise your head, but you shall bruise his feet. And, oh, the devil said, now my time is come to bruise his heel, and that's what he did. He bruised Jesus. Yes, they did. They drug him. They drug him on Calvary Mountain, and on his way up, they spat on him on the way up. They kicked him on the way up. They mocked him on the way up. They said, good for you. We don't need you anyway. And I know what you've done. I know what you've done. You didn't do nothing but good. You didn't do nothing but heal the sick and raise the dead. You didn't do nothing but cast out devils in your name. You didn't do nothing but heal the blind man. You didn't do nothing but raise Lazarus from the dead. You didn't do nothing but kill the sick and walk on the water, and you turn water to wine. Oh, my God, but you did all that. I still don't like it, but that's all right. They nailed him, and when they nailed him, every nail that he heard, it rattled hell. It shook hell from top to bottom, and the devil and his angels and cherubims and seraphim that had fallen from heaven, they knew something was going on. They said, never, 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 a man died like this, and it shook the gates of hell. Never. Never, 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 never a man died like this and it caused an earthquake. Never, 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 never man died like this until they turned the moon red and they put out the sun and turned black. Never, 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 never did the stars shake in heaven like they shook in heaven when Jesus died. Oh, no. When he died, that means every sin that G.E. Bazaar done. Every sin that I've done, Jesus paid for it. Every lie I told, every time I committed fornication, every time I commit adultery, Jesus Christ died for my sins. And now, since he delivered me from sin, death, in the grave. I don't do that no more. Ah, Lord, I don't do it no more. Don't want to do it. I've been tempted and tried, but I still don't want to do it. I've been offered bargains, but I still don't want to do it. I want to be a child of God, and the only way I can be a child of God is I got to repent. I got to turn from my wicked ways. I got to fall down on my sin-bending knees 
and I got to look towards the cross. And when I see the cross, I see the blood. I see the blood because the blood of Jesus is the only way that I could be born again. Yeah, if there was no blood coming out of Jesus on the cross, it would all been in vain. But when I saw the blood, my soul now can be delivered. And why don't you look at the blood this evening? If you're looking at the blood this evening, you know what that blood is? That blood is your sin shedding. That, that blood is representing the sins that you have done against God. And Christ shed his blood that through his blood you can be saved. You can be sanctified. You'll be glorified because there's only two churches, two kinds of churches on the earth today. There's only two kinds. There's a false church, and then there is the true church. And the true church comes from Jesus Christ. The false church comes from Lucifer. Because Lucifer do not have a blood sacrifice. The devil cannot die for your sins. Satan cannot die for your sin because he don't have a blood system. And because he is a total loss, he's a total depraved, fallen cherubim. He is a dragon. He is a son of perdition. He is a liar. He is a Beelzebub. And he is a wicked, fallen cherubim that's going to be damned forever in the lake of fire called Gehenna. And Satan is trying to take the whole human race. Listen, he's trying to take the whole human race to hell with him. Can't you get it? He wants you to go to hell with him. And that's why he's telling you, don't go to the cross. That's why he's got this generation, the last generation, he's trying to eliminate the cross. He's trying to get rid of it. That's why you don't hear preached in churches today. That's why you don't hear preachers preaching about it. That's why you don't hear preachers lifting up the name of Jesus and telling about the crucifixion and telling about the suffering and telling how agony and the pain that he went through. He don't want that to come to reality, that he died for your raunchy, low-down, stinking sins. And he loved you so much that he was willing to give up his only life because God is not going to come down here again and die on this planet. He's not coming back down here again to suffer. No more. It's done. Over. It's over. He done it once. That's what it takes to save the souls of men. That's what it's going to take to save your soul. If you don't accept this atonement, this suffering, his death, his groaning, his pain, his agony, his bruise, his rejection. If you don't accept what he done for you and come down from the high horse and don't think that you're going to work your way to heaven because you are not going to be able to work your heaven, it is impossible. It's eternally impossible to work your way to heaven. 
It's impossible to be white and go to heaven. It's impossible to be black and go to heaven. It's impossible to be a Jew and go to heaven without accepting Jesus Christ. You ain't going to do it. You're not going to do it. What are you waiting for? The money that you make, the money that you get, the money that God bless you with, the money that you don't spend on the lotto, trying to win money, trying to get position, trying to get noticeable, it's not going to work. It'll put you right smack dab in hell, and you'll be down there counting nothing because there ain't no materialistic thing can burn in hell, and you can use nothing. The only thing going to burn is your soul in a raunchy body, in a decayed body, in a sinful body that you died in. Oh, yeah, you're going to have a body in hell. You're going to be able to feel and touch. You ain't going to be able to walk through nobody. You ain't going to be able to disappear. You ain't going to be able to float through hell. No, you're going to have a body, and it's going to be gravity down there, and you're going to be wailing and gnashing your teeth. You're going to be crying, and you're going to be trying to die. You're going to be trying to want to die. You're going to be trying mercy, 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 and there is no mercy in hell. Don't believe these atheists. Don't believe these agnostics. Don't believe these scholars that are saying that there is no hell. They are lying wonder, and they're going to be in hell trying to still lie that there's no hell, but it's going to be in agony. Why go to hell over nothing? Why go to hell over sex when it's nothing? It ain't nothing but a thrill on Blueberry Hill for a period of time. And you can get thrill after 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 thrill. Die and go to hell because you won't repent. And you won't go to hell because you did all that. You're going to hell because you reject the forgiveness that Christ gave to you through the cross. You just told Jesus Christ, I'm going to get my cookies. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to lie, I'm going to cheat, I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I want to do and I ain't got I they going men today I say I don't owe God no apology. Yes you do. You go you owe God more than an apology. You are going to regret. You are going to regret if you miss heaven by rejecting Jesus Christ. You're going to regret that you ever was born. And in this church age now, we got two kinds of churches. I'm going to read the first church. I'm going to read about the true church. This is the true church found in the book of Ephesians. This is the true church. This is the church that Jesus Christ is coming after. When he comes back on this planet, listen to the book of Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the fifth chapter reads this. Apostle Paul said to the Ephesians, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another. In the fear of God. This is the true church now. Listen, 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 listen. It says, wives, 
Submit yourself into your own husband. Telling the wife now, submit yourself into your husband as into the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, the body of Christ. For he is the Savior of the body. Christ is the Savior of my soul. I am a part of the church. I'm a part of the church. I'm not the church. I'm a part of the church because of my new birth. I've been born again. So I become righteous through the faith in Jesus Christ. I don't go around in my own righteousness. I'll go around in the righteousness of Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ shed. So I'm a part of the church. And the church is consists of millions and millions and millions of people who have been converted and changed from the darkness into the marvelous light. So when Christ comes back for the church, he's coming after born again and baptized Holy Ghost, Feel on fire people who have accepted him as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I ain't talking about no half-hearted church going. I'm not talking about no half-hearted salvation. I'm talking about the real deal from Calvary's cross. If you haven't been to the cross, if you haven't let that fountain of blood flow over your soul and over your mind, guess what? If you would die today without, you hear what I said? Without. The shed of blood of Jesus Christ in your soul through the Holy Spirit, you will look up your eyes in hell. This is a true church. Now, listen to what it says. This is what the Bible says. This ain't me talking. Therefore, as the church is subject into Christ, so let the wise, I'm just going to read it. I'm not I'm going to try to, you, 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 you figure it out. So let the wise be to their own husband. Have your own husband. You're looking for somebody else's husband. Get your own husband. In everything, everything that's right that the man tells you to do, from the word of God, you submit yourself. Now listen to this church. This is the church I'm talking about. That he might sanctify. Sanctify means set apart and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. The word of God will wash you and cleanse you. And it will tell you how dirty you are. It will show how dirty you are on the inside. Because a lot of people look good on the outside, but they dirty on the inside, and they call themselves a Christian. But when you become a Christian, God cleans up the inside, and it's a process of time that you be cleaned up. Because the Bible says, press on to the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. Lay aside every weight and every sin that's so easy to be saved. So the Christian faith, the Christian faith is a growing faith. You grow every day. You haven't arrived there yet. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still understanding God's word more and more each day. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Let me go back one, one, one line. So, so are men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bone. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So the church is one. The church is one. 
every born-again believer, I don't care what denomination you come from, Pentecostal, Holy Baptist, Methodist, Baptist, when you born again, you have one faith, and there's only one faith in the Bible. There's only one faith. There ain't no different kind of faith, the Baptist faith, the Presbyterian, ain't no such thing. It's one faith, and that faith is found what? Let's go to Hebrews. Lord have mercy. Ooh, let's go to Hebrews, and I'm going to show you what Hebrews said. In the book of Hebrews, we read these words. Amen. Twelfth chapter. This is what it says. Wherefore, seeing we also come past about with so great of a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto who? I ain't looking to the Baptist, not looking to the Presbyterian, not looking to the occult. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author. Wait a minute. The author. This is the faith. The author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. He didn't care if he was embarrassed. He didn't care if he was getting a whipping for nothing. He didn't care if the blood was coming down, streaming down. He didn't care if his body was ripped apart and stripped down to almost a, 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 a piece of hamburger. He didn't care. He wasn't ashamed. He endured the cross, despising the shame. And he sat down at the right-hand side, right hand of the throne of God. For considering him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, least ye be weary and faint not. Ye have not resisted unto blood striving against sin. Let me tell you something. One faith. Some people believe because they're under the denomination of a certain faith that they can go to heaven. You can't go to heaven without having faith in the only true living God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he's the one that endured the cross. No preacher endured the cross. No deacon, no choir member, no teenager, no angel endured the cross like Jesus. He took all our junk, all our messed up lives, all our lying self. We was like worms crawling on the ground, eating dog slop, eating pig slop. Sin is slop. We've been slopping around and doing everything we want to do, and then we're going to come to the Lord and say, now accept me. God cannot accept you until you repent of your slop and your junk living and your hypocriting and your backbiting and your, 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 your double standard of living. There's some folks still in talk, call themselves a Christian and still doing the same thing that they were doing 50 or 60 years ago. What you talking about? You better get it right. Because the church said without spot or wrinkle, that's what it means. And the only way you can present your body without spot or wrinkle is what? Through the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ got power enough to take all that crap out of you and put you on a new ground. That's the true church. It's going to be spotless when Jesus Christ comes. 
and he's going to rapture the church. He's going to rapture your soul out of your body, and he's going to transform and translate your body from an earthly body to a transformed body that you can leave this planet. And when you leave this planet, you will have a new body because this body can't jump but let maybe three feet high and it'll come back down. But when Christ blows the trumpet, when he blows that trumpet, the church of the living God, the church that has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ and only by the blood of Jesus Christ and, 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 and nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ, they will be called up to meet the Lord in there. That's the true church. The true church is not your church. The true church is those that have confessed their sin, confessed the Lord Jesus Christ with their mouth, and believe with their heart that God literally, uniquely, wonderfully suffered and died for your sin and got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. Who is the church at? I'm going to show you the true church again. I'm going to show it to you again. The true church, the real deal. The real deal is found in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, second chapter, second chapter, second chapter says in the book of Acts, it says this. I'm going to read a few verses of this. It says here, listen, listen what it says. And when the day of Pentecost, the day of Pentecost is when the church was conceived by the Holy Ghost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one accord and one place. They didn't have a bus on outside of the upper room to get ready to go to Las Vegas. Oh, come on now. Some, they weren't laying around getting ready to go to a picnic. They weren't laying around talking about each other. They weren't laying around complaining and doing it. They were in the upper room with one accord and one place and one mind waiting for what? to be endued with power from on what? Not down street, not no, not no whiskey, not no Jack Daniel, no, 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 not no familiar spirits. And liquor ain't nothing but spirits. When, they put, when people put that stuff in them, they get drunk. They get carnally drunk. They say all kind of old words. They talk about what their past. They, they, they only know where they're after the next night. Well, this is not what these people received. They didn't receive it. They received power from on high. Now, if you're going to get drunk, get drunk off the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can make you drunk. The Holy Ghost can give you love and joy and peace. The Holy Ghost can give you confession of your fault. The Holy Ghost will forgive. The Holy Ghost is powerful. Second verse says, Suddenly there came a sound from what? Heaven. As a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it was set on each one of them. Each one of them, 120, and the upper room was what? Filled with God's love. Filled with God's power. Filled with God's mercy. Filled with God's understanding that he suffered and died on Calvary's cross and got up on the third day morning with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
the Holy Ghost gave them power to speak in other tongues. Without the Holy Ghost, they could not have speak in other tongues but by the Holy Ghost. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when they, and when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together. They, they, they were drawn together to hear this different languages and were confounded because every man heard them speak in their own language. In other words, these Galileans were filled with the Holy Ghost. This is what God wants the church to do today. They, they want people, he wants people to be filled with the Holy Ghost so they can speak in other tongues so people can hear them say the gospel in their language in this day. Listen, it says here, and now when the noise was abroad, the mother two came together and was confounded because they heard every man speaking their own tongue. And they were all amazed, marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own language, wherein we were born. The Jews had been scattered out from 606 B.C. until the day of Pentecost. And when the day of Pentecost came, they know this was the, this was the fourth feast day of God's, uh, uh, the feast days of the Lord. They came from the east, north, west, and south to Jerusalem because this was the day of Pentecost. And they had picked up another language uh, 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 while they were scattered abroad for over the period of what, six or seven hundred years they hadn't heard the Hebrew language, and by this time they had picked up different dialects from different Gentile nations, and when they came back, they heard these people filled with the Holy Ghost speak in other language from other nations, and they could not understand what they were They understood what they were saying, but they couldn't understand how come they are speaking in language which I can understand, and they said these men, this is what they said, this is what they said. The Partitian, the Medes, the Amalites, the Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius, Pergora, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya, Serene, strangers of Rome, Jews and apostolites, Cretans, Arab, Arab, Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues. The wonderful works of God. This is God distributing the gospel to each one of those nations that came to pick up another dialect so they could understand what the Galileans was talking about through the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost made sure that 120 of those spoke in different languages so they could understand what they were celebrating. They were celebrating the birth, the death, and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ going back to heaven, sending the Holy Ghost back to preach the gospel to the world. Ooh, look her here. This is the church. They didn't have no money. They wasn't worried about what they looked like. They was telling the world, this Christ that y'all crucified and hung on the tree has been risen from the dead, and he's going back to heaven, and he is sending us filled with the Holy Ghost to speak to you about salvation. Salvation. Salvation is not taught in a lot of churches today. 
It's not taught salvation only through Jesus Christ. No other name. For at the name of Jesus, every black knee, every white knee, every crooked knee, every rusty knee, every Chinese knee is going to bow. Every tongue, every crooked tongue, every long tongue, every short tongue, every dirty tongue, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the world, the church today is not confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he's coming back to get a church. That's the church I'm talking about. That's the church I'm in. Going out there telling folks about the goodness of God and the mercy of God. He can save an old wretch, old drunkard. He can save a high-class prostitute. He can save a homosexual. He can save them. Not half saved, not a little bit saved. He can save a homosexual. He can save a lesbian. He can save an incest person. He can save a person from sodomite. Every sin that the devil could bring out of his little black bag, you can commit it and if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ can save your soul, he'll do it. This is the church I'm talking about. I'm talking about church that's going out there winning souls, winning souls, winning souls. And they were amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others marking, saying these men are full of new wine. But Peter, listen to what Peter said. Peter standing up. With the eleven, lifted up his voice and said, Ye men of Judea, all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. For these men are not drunk, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. The bars ain't even open. What y'all talking about? They ain't got no Jack Daniel down there. They ain't got no Four Roses. They ain't got no uh, 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 2020 or 3030. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come and pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor and smoke. And the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day. This is the church's job. The church shall be telling the world today. Woo! The church shall be telling the world today that Jesus Christ is coming back. And when he comes back, there's going to be volcanoes. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be storms. There's going to be all kinds of tragedy. There's going to be lying and cheating backbiters. There's going to be church split up. There's going to be all kinds of things in the church that shouldn't be going on. But let me tell you, if it's going on in the church, it needs to be swept out. And the only thing that can sweep it out is men in the church, men in the house, going to have to fall on their knees and repent and turn from their loose living, turn from their whoremongering, turn from their money thieving self, turn from the from the lying and cheating and backbiting, turn, turn from the laziness and the inconsistency, turn and fall on their knees for the Lord himself 
will descend from heaven with a shout. And if you in a, a condition, if you in a carnal condition, Lord, have mercy. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I'm going to say that because a lot of people think if I be good, I can go to heaven. If I be bad, I go to hell. No, it's not like that. It's that this. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. If you know Jesus Christ, you ought to tell the world that you know him. You ought to live the life that you say you know him. You ought to exemplify, exemplify the love of God amongst your brother. But the church, the true church, is real. And a lot of people say, well, Brother Bazaar, you talked about the true church and the false church. Well, where's the false church? The false church started in the 11th chapter of Genesis by Nimrod, a black man, built a tower to heaven and got all the nations together and said, look, I'm, I'm God. I am a mighty hunter. I rule. You do what I say. I'm going to keep you all together and unite you into one what? World church. That's where the world church came from. Everybody under the same thing, believing that Nimrod was another deity. And he did that, and they started to build a tower to heaven. That's where the false church, and that false church done ran all the way down through 4,000 years and then run all the way up to 2,000 years. This same ideology that the Old Testament demons had. Old Testament demons, oh, they old, all right. They so old, they're doing the same thing they're doing today as they did in the day of Nimrod. And the world today is planning to do what? The world today is planning to have a world church. A world church. And this world church, my time is running out. My God, my God. I got about three minutes, but I'm going to show you the false church just before I leave here. The false church is found in the 17th chapter of Revelation. Let me tell you what this church looked like. In the 7th chapter, 17th chapter of Revelation, it says this. It says, and the woman, now you know in the book of Ephesians, it talks about the woman and the man being married. Now, and the woman was arrayed in purple, scarlet color, decked with gold, precious stone, and pearl, having a golden cup in her hand, full of what? Abomination. No sanctification is mentioned. No holiness is mentioned. It says full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication. And up on her forehead was a name written, Mr. Babylon, Mr. Babylon the Great the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. That's the false church. The false church is forming right now from Laocidia. We got lukewarm, half-hearted, so-called Christians doing what the pagans are doing. They have not been born again. And so they're going to follow up with the great whore that's up on the earth right now and is going to get stronger because the Pope says now he's going to join all religions together in one tent, under one tent, under one umbrella, and the Antichrist is going to rule her and cause her to believe that this Antichrist is Jesus Christ and cause the world to wonder after the beast. That's 
the false church? Are you in the false church or in the true church? Do you know anything about the Holy Ghost? Do you know anything about Pentecost? Do you know anything about preaching the gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again? Have you experienced his power? Have your life been changed? If your life hasn't been changed, most likely you will go for the whole world church. Because the world church has no scruples, has no meaning. Just live it and love everything but Jesus Christ. Elder Bazaar, coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I thank God for Brother Tim Jackson for staying with me. I thank the Lord for Brother uh, uh, Derek Oliver for giving me this opportunity because my time is running out. And by my time is running out, I'm going to close for the day, but I'll be back Thursday. Amen. And Brother, Brother Tim Jackson will be with me.